Hey, Ash. Hello, Taryn. Oh, no. I misplaced my fun fact. <laughs> One second. It's a rough start. No, it's not. It's accurate. Oh, okay. Ready? Yes. Did you know a platypus... <laughs> Rewind. Did you know platypus doesn't have a stomach at all? Their esophagus is just connected to their intestines. So it just goes, it just goes straight. Like whole? I don't know. Well, obviously they chew. I don't Do know. they chew? Like what is their, you know Do platypus like? have teeth? Do platypuses poop? poop? Pusses. <laughs> Isn't that interesting Lots of questions. Lots of questions. But like, also. Where does their food if digest? If it's directly connected to their intestines, can it like come up? There's got to be a wall or something. Also like. A valve? Can they only eat small amounts at a time? Uh, I don't know. Fascinating. <laughs> Someone tell us. Someone send us some YouTube links. God. And that uh, is Fun Facts with Taryn. <laughs> I should have a jingle. <laughs> Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So, you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall, rock-climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So, whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. everyone welcome back to unsolicited advice i'm ashley that's taryn and this is the podcast where you guys send in your stories and we give you advice on it sometimes it's great sometimes it's you know it's it's always wait not that great sometimes it's good most of the time it's excellent or vice versa do you feel like most of the time it's good sometimes it's excellent no (laughs) no i think you're um what was I going to say? Oh, do you – I don't feel like I've ever walked away because I'm I'm one of those people that I'll have a conversation and if I feel like I said something stupid or wrong, I'll replay that conversation in my head for like at least 24 hours. I would go even further. There's stuff I've said in high school that I still think about today. Yes, and yeah. it's stuff where you're like, oh, my gosh. Like I know that I, I didn't – come across clearly and they probably misunderstood what I said Mm -hmm. or I can't believe I called it that that's not even the right word for it whatever 
And I don't feel like I've ever left here replaying something I said and been being like, I, I shouldn't have said that. Really? I don't think so. I'm sure I have. In high school, I think I was one of those people that struggled with like small, little, perpetual white lies. And I remember telling my... Really? I remember telling my friend, we were talking about driving. We had just gotten our licenses. And her name was Jasmine. And we were talking about uh, driving like to school and driving to and from different places. And I told her, she mentioned about like, oh, I heard like, if you can drive in LA, you can drive everywhere. And I was like, I drove in LA. And she was like, no, you didn't. And I was like, yeah, I have. Wait, had you? No. (gasps) And I don't know to this day. What made me feel like I could say something like that? And <laughs> what I love is how well she knew me and how well she knew I she had not. Don't, you and don't to, even have your license. To this day, I never <laughs> admitted I had. No, I had my license. I had just gotten it, though. So, of course, I hadn't driven in L.A. I was in Redlands, California. Like, it's it's not, you know. Interesting. Okay. So. To this day, I'm like, why did you do that? <laughs> so, this is so interesting to me because I feel like. A lot of times people who are like perpetual, just like, I hate saying liars because it sounds so aggressive, but like the little white lies, Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of times like you can trace it back to like really um, strict or harsh parents. So like they develop the like making up stuff because they don't want to get in trouble. Mm -hmm. Or I mean, there's other things like psychologically you can tie it to too. It depends on the situation. But that's interesting because your biggest where you like freeze up is if you feel like you did something wrong or Mm -hmm. you're going to be in trouble. Mm -hmm. So like that kind of makes sense to me. Yeah, I think it totally makes sense. And I think at that time specifically, as are most people in high school, I was like trying to find myself, trying to. I felt like, I mean, I feel like a lot of my friends thrived in high school and had amazing high school experiences and I just didn't so I think I was constantly trying to create this fun narrative for myself which I remember like the older I got the more I was like if that happened I'd catch it and I'd feel it and I'd be like knock it off like that's so stupid like that's pointless why would you say that um so there was a a period of time where I was trying to stop myself from doing those white lies but in high school yeah interesting I was I I convinced myself I had driven in LA when I absolutely had not yeah (laughs) and I still think about it today that's so interesting (laughs) wow I don't even know what started that tangent but I loved it yeah I I know like I'm not the only one I know that's something a lot of kids go through as they're like trying to find themselves absolutely and if you have funny stories like that you should send it in because that would make me feel better (laughs) um I don't remember I'm having deja vu Lovely. We're supposed to be here, Ash. Um, I don't remember if I've talked about this on the podcast, but when I was younger, my dad is a very, um, he commands respect. He, does. he doesn't demand it. He like, like just his presence, mm-hmm. like everyone who meets him, you're like, oh, like I want you to like approve mm-hmm. of me. It's weird. It's oh, this yeah. unspoken like it vibe to me. he gives. Yeah. To this day, I oh, I, I don't, yeah, I can't call him by his first name. He is Mr. E. Mr. E. And he yeah. was never my teacher, <laughs> but like he is, I can't yeah. call him his first name. Yeah. Oh my God. And he like Weird. gushes over you. He loves you more than me, but it's fine. Because um, I've worked really hard to get there. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. <laughs> no, literally, Ashley would show up to family functions and my dad would just be like, Ashley. And I'm sitting there like, hello. I've Your been only in the daughter. Room 15 minutes. You haven't said hi to me. But, anyways, so. He, I think I had this internal power struggle with him 
but I couldn't verbally do it to him. So mm-hmm. it would come out in weird things. And one of the things that was interesting because like me and my therapist talked about this because she says I still have a parental self-talk. Like I get on myself a lot or or anyways. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. This is a deeper topic for another time. But one of the things is I would refuse to take showers if he would tell me to go take a shower Interesting. when I was young. So I remember like I would he'd be like, go take a shower. And I'd be like, OK. So then I'd go in the bathroom and I would just lay on the floor for a while. I'd turn on the shower. I'd just be like playing with my hair, like doing whatever. I was like a child, yeah. you know. And I remember this one time he like. I turn the shower off, I do whatever, and obviously he had caught on. So I remember I opened the door, and he's standing there, and I was just, like, staring, right? Mm Because I was, like, in my clothes, not a drop of water on me. Yeah, completely dry. And I remember he was like, did you take a shower? I was like, yeah. He's like, did you take a shower? I was like, well, I just washed my body with a wash rag. Did you take a shower? I, w- I wiped myself with some toilet paper. Like, I was just <laughs> so, like, nervous, and I was, like, yeah. too scared to say it. But that was my way of, like, internally being, like, mm, sticking it you know to what him. I mean? Yeah. But it's so funny how, like, in kids, like, stuff manifests like that, mm-hmm. and you're just, like, why do I do – why why did I do that? Yeah. Like, I, I needed to take a shower. It's so, it's so silly. And, like, why waste all that water? Yeah. Like, why not at least body shower? Like, I get I not wanting to wash your hair because sometimes it feels like a lot of no, work. No, I was just being a little butt. Yeah, yeah, it's so silly. Like, the things that you go through, like, at that, <laughs> at that age. I know. It's so dumb. I know. Anyways, Ash, how are you? Oh, I'm so good. I had... <laughs> you guys. Can I open my Celsius? Oh, of course. Let's, should we do a little... Yeah. Oh, shoot. I just hit the mic. Sorry, Michaela. Why was ASMR. that like there was no pop? It was like so slow. Welcome Sorry. back Anyways. to my channel. Welcome back to my channel. I'm just kidding. Oh <laughs> um, the weirdest thing happened to me last night. Um, so I found out that my sister got a sauna blanket, right? Sauna blanket? Sauna blanket. It is a blanket. It looks like a sleeping bag, essentially. You zip it all the way up, you turn it on, and it gets really, really hot, and you sweat. What? Yeah, it's like so. Is it like made of plastic? Yeah, it's like a really thick huh. plastic sleeping bag that you plug in, and there's different levels. And you're meant to like sweat it out. And you just you yeah, you're supposed to wear like sweatpants and a sweatshirt, so you're fully clothed. Your skin can't touch the like actual bag itself. Oh yeah, so you yeah. don't get burned. But it does get really really hot, and it helps you like just detox, sweat it out. Post workout's great. Um, so last night after going to the gym. This was my second time using it, and I was so excited. Um, and I was like, hey, can I come over? Can I can I use your yeah. sauna blanket? She was like, yeah, of course. So I, Wait, I, is it in your old room? Yes. Okay. I went in there the other day, and I was like, what the heck is that? That's exactly what it okay. is. <laughs> um, and so I was so excited. I, like, turned on the TV, and I got in. And I did roughly 30 minutes last time. Jeez. So I was like, oh, I'll do 30 minutes again. Last time I got out a little early, and I was planning on doing about probably the same thing. Yeah. Um, so I... <laughs> I fully suit up, like I have my sweatpants and my hoodie on, and I get into the sauna blanket, turn it on, and I'm, I'm checking out. I'm on my phone, the TV's going on, I'm texting people, like I'm checking out. And then I start feeling like too much, you know? And so I'm probably at like the 24 minute mark, and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna call it, like I'm getting too hot, like I just wanna end it. So I turn it off, I get out, I take a shower. I get so lightheaded. Oh my gosh. And so dizzy. And I start feeling like a little headache. And I was like, whoa. Like, I was like, oh, that must have been a little too much. It's okay. Let's go down and have some water. I go downstairs. I get so nauseous. 
to the point where I almost threw up multiple times, like three or four times. What on earth? Alicia and I were supposed to make dinner together. She ends up making it herself. <laughs> While you're just <laughs> and like me dying just in sitting the there pulling myself together. And I, I like tell her, I was like, obviously while she's cooking, I was like, I don't know what happened, but like, I feel really nauseous and I don't, I'm not okay. Like yeah. I had chills, like chills, oh my like I had a fever and um, she gives me a liquid IV. I drink the whole thing and I look it up and it's common for people that go in like, but not just saunas, like saunas, infrared saunas, any kind of sauna, um, you can overdo it. Yeah, it's heat <laughs> and exhaustion. And I fully or heat, gave right. myself heat exhaustion and I was super dehydrated to the point where my hands looked weird. What? So I think I personally, because I had worked out and hadn't had that much water that yeah, day, I think like I was already dehydrated. dehydrated yeah. And then I did the sauna blanket. And it sucked all your liquids. And then I took a shower and it was a hot shower. It wasn't really like a weird. cold shower, you know? So yeah. I I literally had to sit. I took one bite of the taco, almost lost it. So I was like, okay, I'm not eating. I'm just going to drink my liquid IV and sit on the couch. And I finally got better. But isn't that crazy? Yeah. That's scary. It's so weird. And I looked it up and it's super common for people to accidentally overdo it with yeah. those things so I mean, my, be warned yeah my first thought when you said what the sauna blanket does i'm like what if someone like fell asleep you would just like die well luckily it's on a timer oh. so it wouldn't continue to stay on it wouldn't like cook you but i think there is an option to like do like 40 minutes so if your body isn't prepared or used to it you maybe start with out. 10 wow. <laughs> start with i 10. hate being like I hate saunas or feeling like suffocated by heat, so I wouldn't. I don't think I would do. Ugh, but so, but if it's my like, head it's was so out of good it, for your skin, yeah, um, especially like your pores, uh, like facial skin. So, and I've done it at gyms before, like in an actual sauna room, and I loved yeah. it. So I just assumed I would love this too. But yeah, <laughs> but be, be careful. <laughs> well, I have an update. Ooh, speaking of being dehydrated, I drink water now. Oh. You drank water now? I drink. I am a water connoisseur. Connoisseur. What what made you change your ways? My doctor. <laughs> no, I, my doctor. So someone not giving you the choice? No, my doctor literally was like at my last um my last endocrinologist appointment. She was talking to me about like after surgery procedures and like whatever. And she was like you should be drinking so much more water than you already do. And in my mind, I was like, I don't, though. You're like, oh, I'm actually drinking less. I'm like, I don't, though. And me and Ashley, Ashley has yelled at me so many times because I literally will go days where all I'm drinking is Diet Coke and coffee. Like, that's just, like, my normal. Yeah. Um, but and to be clear, I'm not yelling at her just for, to yell at her. She'll no, say you know she doesn't benefit. feel good. She'll yes. say she has a headache, and I'll be like, well, did you did you even drink a glass? Well, also today? that's something you're very good at, and you're very like you preach that a lot to people. Like, hey, drink water; it's good for your skin. It's good for blah blah blah. Mm -hmm. So, my doctor was like, you should be drinking so much water for your specific surgery. And then I just got on a medication, and she was like, also this medication is going to dehydrate you, so you have to drink so much. Mm -hmm. um, I did not know <laughs> all the things that come with. Drinking a lot of water, though. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, you do. I pee all the time. <laughs> yes. I wake up at least four times a night. Like, I feel like I need to figure out a better system. Okay, so can I give you the system? No, I do. And also, while you're giving me advice on drinking water, um, is it normal? Like, I'll pee a lot. 
And then I'll get up and five minutes later, I'm like, oh my God, like I have to go again. One, you're not used to it. Give it time. Your bladder will get stronger. Two, you shouldn't drink water before bed. So I would cut yourself off. Whatever your bedtime is, let's pretend it's 10 p.m. You should stop drinking water by nine so that you pee it all out and don't have to pee in the middle of the night because beauty sleep is important too. It's been rough. (laughs) It's been rough. But I will say I have been feeling more energized. Right. And I have been a little less murdery in the morning. Mm-hmm. So I I think I'm starting to see the benefits. But yeah, I just pee all day. Yeah. Well. All day. It's flushing. It's flushing all the toxins out. But I'm doing it. It's important. Drink your water, kids. Drink <laughs> the message water. to be taken away today from also, today's episode. She told me I have to get like a lot more blood drawn in a month. And I was like, I'm never going through what I went through. Oh, my God. Like, I still have giant bruises everywhere. So I was like. Taryn went and got her blood drawn without drinking water and has bruises everywhere. And she was shocked about it. I'm showing you my bruise. (laughs) The best part was her stories. In her stories, she was so shocked by the bruising. (laughs) And I, like, if it was a live stream, all of the comments would have been like, well, You're an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Like, there's, like, them trying to poke needles into sand. Like, there's literally nothing there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I can't argue with you. Today's episode is brought to you by Book of the Month. If you guys have not heard of Book of the Month, where have you been hiding? Me and Ash are both on the journey of trying to be readers. She's definitely there. I'm on my baby steps way there. So obviously we were so pumped to partner with Book of the Month because their mission is to help readers discover new books they love and to promote the work of emerging authors. And guys, they literally make it so easy to decide which book to read next. Each month, the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles. They pick the five to seven of the best new books for you to choose from. All the books are good, so you cannot go wrong. And they offer great prices on new release hardcover fiction, much cheaper than other options. Shipping is always free and it's super fun. Books are delivered in a bright blue box. A fun app to pick your book and track reading process is available. And they have reading challenges with rewards. My December read was so epic. It was called Butcher and Blackbird. And let me just read the little sentence they give you that totally sold me. Serial killers need love too. Don't take our word for it. Read this biting, steamy, and edgy murderers to lovers tale. Like, come on. Like, it totally sold me. If you guys would like to check out Book of the Month, just head on over to bookofthemonth.com to pick a book and join Book of the Month. For a limited time, you can join and get the first book for just $5. Just use code unsolicited. Again, that's bookofthemonth.com, code unsolicited. Happy reading. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. How do you feel great on vacation? Like really good? Easy, you go to Aruba. 
You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sand beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll immerse yourself in natural wonder and find your center on an island where things move at your speed. You won't just feel great, you'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba Effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Should I get into the tearing it up? Yeah, let's Because I have a really good one today. I'm not going to say the title because it fully gives it away. Um, so let's go ahead and get right into it. It goes, hey, yo, with a little wavy emoji. Hi, girlies. Yes, ma'am. You can use my name. My name is Lexi, and I've been binging your guys' podcast for a couple of months now, and I'm almost all caught up. I drive for a living, so y'all are in my ear holes every day oh my for gosh, 10 hours. Teehee. Just can't get enough. Wonderful, wonderful, beautiful souls you chicas are. Wow. Aww. Thank you. I would stay in gush, but Taryn would get too cheesed. <laughs> too cheesed. Excuse me? <laughs> too cheesed. Where are you from? I've never heard of cheesed. Are you saying I'm a cheesy, emotional person? <laughs> she said, I would stay in gush, but Taryn would get too cheesed. Oh, and you too, Ash. So let's get on to this tearing it up. <laughs> this is one that isn't close to any tearing it ups I've heard of on the pod. So here you Ooh, go. Okay. Strap in. Literally. For a little backstory, I live in Colorado. Cheesed. Is that a common phrase? Does cheese mean like gushed up? I would guess. Yeah. If you've heard of cheese before, let That's us know. That's my assumption. I'll look it up on <laughs> Use Urban <it>. Dictionary. <laughs> uh, while you do that, I'll keep going with the story. Uh, Lexi lives in Colorado, and she writes, We have this amazing hike called the Incline. Yes, I've heard of it. Which is a mile-long staircase that leads to the top of the mountain, and then there is a long, twisty trail back to the bottom. My friend, let's call her Bailey, and I would go do the Incline once a month together and then go grab some much-needed food at Five Guys afterwards. And for perspective guys i've seen people do this hike before i've had a couple friends do it it's insane it's a mile straight of just steps oh dear god it is the world's craziest Where is master. It? it's in colorado, it's in colorado. Hey, our friend Haley, our mutual friend Haley, did it with her uh soon-to-be husband when they first started dating and watching the stories was hilarious because she was she was dying and she was <laughs> I'm not handling it well. And he is like ex-Air Force and so in shape and was just like crushing these stairs. And she was basically crawling on all fours behind him. And it was hilarious. Um, but back to the story. The hike round trip took us about three-ish hours. So you can imagine how worn out and starving we were after having an intense hike like that. We stopped and ate our fat cheeseburgers and fries and then jumped back in the car to head back to the two and a half hour drive that we had to get home. I jumped on the interstate and started to head out of the city. As we were in the middle of heavy flowing traffic, I heard a noise. Well, it's probably not what you're thinking. I looked over at Bailey, and she was starting to convulse. You know, in that motion where it seems like she's about to throw up. Oh, gosh. She's covering her mouth with her hands, and her body is convulsing. I quickly rolled down the window and said, stick your head out the window. <laughs> As there was absolutely no side area for me to pull over because we were still in the middle of the city. And to remind you again, on the highway. She sticks her head out <laughs> as well as the whole upper half of her body out of the window and just lets it all out. As I looked in the rearview mirror, all I see was the throw up getting all over the person's <gasps> windshield behind us. 
What? <laughs> so they must have been going fast enough. She says heavy traffic, but clearly they were going fast enough for it to not go down. It went sideways, like horizontally. Well, because it's like the wind tunnel like around uh-huh. the car. Uh-huh. <gasps> so the wind literally carried her vomit all the way over to the car behind them. I <laughs> do not even know what I would hurt. That makes me sick a little and bit. And all Lexi her. sees when she looks into her rearview mirror is the windshield wipers going. Oh whish, my gosh, swish, 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 swish. Imagine. I need that guy. Imagine that happening. Also, like, I just have the word cheesed still in my head. Just I just think of like sick. the person, the person, the person behind them, like, Imagine it being me. Like I'm like I'm sitting there. I'm in the zone. Like I probably have a chill podcast going. I'm just minding my own business, and then that hits oh your God. windshield. Unreal. She continues. All I could think of was that scene. <laughs> All I could think of was that scene from the pacifier when they throw the baby's poopy diaper out the car behind them, and that hits the car. She got back in the car and I started dying laughing and she was definitely not okay. We drove another couple of minutes and then she just out of nowhere started throwing up again. I couldn't help but laugh. She felt so bad for throwing up in my car, but it was fine. I wasn't mad. I rolled down the windows and drove to the next gas station, took the shirt off my back and gave it to her so she could go inside and clean up and uh, I could clean up the car. Well, I mean, clean up the car like as best as I could. She was so embarrassed, but I did what I could to make her feel comfortable. We finished the drive home without any more incidents, thank God. This is definitely one of my favorite memories and thought you lovely girls would get a kick out of it. So today's lesson is don't eat a big cheesy greasy cheeseburger and a tub of fries after an intense hike and then get in the car. Oh my God. XOXO Lexi. P.S. I am a whole tearing it up. I have so many stories of weird shit that has happened to me, but this was a good one. Anyways, love y'all. Keep being you. God bless. Listen, Lexi. That one got me a little bit. Take this this as your confirmation to send us all of your tearing it ups because I love the way you worded it. Um, I love all the details. It was so, 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 so good. And that's terrifying. That's terrifying. Dude, I don't get grossed out by much. But yeah. throw up and other people picking their nose are my, like, two, they make me gag. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking about this last night when I was very nauseous and had to bring the trash can to the couch with me. Um, it's it's the worst. It's yeah. the absolute worst feeling is that feeling. And I can't imagine, I can't imagine having to feel that way, like, in the car and having to throw up out the window yeah. like that. I, I threw up on myself while driving. One oh. time, and it was by far the worst experience. I sobbed for hours, like, because it was, I was so scared I was going to hit somebody. Uh-huh. And then I just, like, it was the, I couldn't do anything. Like, I literally, it just came out all Oof. over me. And I was on my way to go sing at a Mother's Day event. <laughs> and I had to, like, call them and be like, I, I literally can't come. I'm, like, covered yeah. in throb. It was terrible not only am i clearly sick but i terrible. look awful and I like, you know how come. it's even scary when you sneeze when you're driving yeah, yeah but yeah. yeah it was it was one of the worst experiences of my life <laughs> not gonna lie dear god uh, also i don't think cheesed on urban dictionary means pissed off hmm. which i don't think she meant in that way i think cheesed is like cheesy yeah. like yeah she knows i like emotional yes i think stuff. that's what she meant too okay cool well, should we get into it? Yeah, let's get into it. Um, my story into it, yeah. is called um, Binge Eating, Best Friends, and Weddings. Ooh. There you go. 
the whole roster. Well, let's go. Yeah, let's do it. Hey, Taryn and Ash. First, I would like to remain anonymous. The reason for that is because pretty much everybody in my family or whoever I meet, I always tell them about your podcast. You know what? Keep doing God's work. And you get a gold star for the day. <laughs> my Enneagram number is 2-wing-9. I always get confused when... That's wrong. Um, so you're either a two. You're if you're a two, then your wing is either a one, a one or, or a three. Three, because it's the numbers next to you. So nine is probably her second highest score. So she's like, yeah, she's yeah. Because I mean, in that case, I would be a two, wing seven, but it's just it's my yeah, second highest score was a seven, but your wings are right next to you. Okay, sorry, I get confused. Um, but that's interesting because she's me and you combined. Essentially, yes. Superpowers. You lucky okay. girl. Wow. Best of both worlds. You um, the best <laughs> I knew. Best of both worlds. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> so good. Um, I'm 27 years old, and for the past year and a half, I've been dealing with binge eating. It is to the point where I will binge and immediately regret and ultimately make myself get rid of it. Watching Taryn's YouTube journey has really helped me feel like I'm not alone. My best friend of nine years has also struggled with the same thing, so it was very easy to call her when I have an episode. She's getting married next year and had looked into weight loss surgery and is now having the surgery at the end of April. I am so beyond happy for her as she deserves the world. She's literally my rock and I don't know what I would do without her. My problem is... We have always been the quote-unquote fat girls as we are both plus size. Now that she's getting surgery, I was horrified with myself because when she told me I got super excited for her, but then out of nowhere felt so jealous. Like, where did that come from? She has lost 40 pounds so she can have the surgery, and I guess I was jealous that she could maintain a diet and not binge. Every time I try some new method of dieting, I always fall off the wagon and binge. She asked me to be her maid of honor, and it was, it has been a little tough for me as she has two older sisters, and I always worry they are mad because she chose me and not them. Her relationship with her family is not the best. My mental health has taken a toll because I feel because I am 27 years old, and I should have a better hold on my health mentally and physically, and I should be an adult and be able to control my binge urges and get healthy. In my family, even mentioning you have any sort of mental issue is not spoken out loud, so I feel alone. Her fiancé is amazing as he is there for her and openly talks and goes to therapy with her. Again, here comes the jealousy. I feel like a complete failure as a best friend when I get jealous that my best friend is getting weight loss surgery, getting married, and seems like everything in her life is going great. I know God has a plan for my life, but it's so hard to just sit and wait. She deserves a world and deserves for me to be there for her. So my question is, how can I be supportive of her without being jealous? Even if this is not read, it was actually really nice getting this off my chest. Love you both and keep changing the world one email at a time. Oh. <laughs> okay, but like, should Why? that be our tagline? Should that be our logo? Like that was Changing great. the world one email, one email at, a time. at a time. Oh my gosh, that's beautiful. Thank you for our next merch idea. No, it's literally beautiful. <laughs> Makes me feel like a superhero, too. <laughs> Girl, I, you know. There's so many things I want to talk about. There's so many things, and I feel like me and Ash are the best people to talk uh, about you this. You came to the right place. Because, obviously, 
of my like recent struggles. But I think like there's there's so much to dissect within this Mm -hmm. that like and I know you're going to like hit a lot of points, too. So do you want to start just on other stuff and then I can hit like the big. Oh, yeah. And we can we can talk about everything. Um, (sighs) 27 is a great age. Thinking that there is a magic age where you're supposed to have your together. Oh my gosh, is false. Can can you say that say that again? Because yeah. I think everybody needs to hear this, and I wish somebody would have told me this, like yeah. before. Yeah, <laughs> say it again. Everyone who's younger <laughs> or old, whatever you are, Stop listen. What you're doing. Listen, <laughs> listen. <laughs> Thinking you're gonna mess up that there is a magic number where you're supposed to have your together is just so yes. false. Oh my and gosh. it doesn't matter. I, in this instance, we're talking about health and binge eating, but this fits with careers. This fits with feeling like you have to be married. This fits with feeling like your, your, your savings account should have hit this number by this certain amount of time, or your subscriber account shouldn't be plummeting. Like, you know, like <laughs> literally there's so many instances where there's this, we get this, this lie in our head that we're supposed to be married by 30 or, oh my God, at the age of 33, like my subscribers should be at this number or I should have 2.5 kids. You know, there's so many areas of life where we assign uh, goals to age numbers and that's just so false. Mm -hmm. And everyone's life, we've said this on the podcast before, is so different. So just because someone else's health and fitness is together by the age of 27 doesn't mean yours will be and just because someone has 2.5 kids by the age of 25 like doesn't mean you should like everyone's life is different and the sooner you accept that the quicker and easier you'll be able to like move on and and get your together yes (laughs) because you'll be able to get your together in your own time frame instead of having to compare it to somebody else yeah um and then something I really didn't like a phrase that you said was uh while everything was happening for her, you're supposed to sit and wait. And I think that even, I think that was probably even unconsciously said, but this isn't the time to sit and wait. This is the time to take action and whatever action it needs to be. And I'm not saying it needs to be what your friend is doing, but you need to do something for you. And feeling like you have to sit and wait for the good to happen to you is very negative and kind of toxic thinking And is only going to cause you to spiral even more in thinking that you don't have your together. Yeah, because like even though the the end goal, yeah, you might have to wait for a husband to come or for what like A, B, and C, like the end goals. But it's the sitting and waiting. Like there still is so much action you can do to better yourself, to get to know yourself, to like explore in life. Yeah. And um, I mean, if you if you look at people who got married young, one of the biggest things they regret is that they didn't experience more life. Right. So it's like if you if you have this gift of singleness Mm -hmm. and I've been trying to like say that because. I'm I'm really tired of the negative narrative that's around being single. Right. If you have the gift of singleness now, like live it up. Like do everything you want to do. So yeah. when you get married, you have all this stuff to share with a partner instead of being like, dang, I wish I would have traveled. I wish I would have like tried coloring my hair that color. I wish I would have not that you can't do that with a person, right. but 
there's something different about doing these things individually than when you are in a committed relationship. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be separate from the goal. Like if the goal is in this case, we're talking about a husband. If the goal is to get a husband, then date. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't have to wait for the husband to come and just wait. Like, let's actively do something. If the goal is health, then first baby step, water. Yep. Let's start focusing on water. You know, like you don't have to like do a weight loss surgery or join some insane boot camp right off the bat. Like, no, let's in this season of, quote, waiting, let's take steps. Mm -hmm. And I think those steps, those little baby steps are what cause life change, are what cause you to feel more confident in yourself because you're you're doing something like actually doing something and checking it off a list. Um, And sitting and waiting isn't the answer. Yeah, we we were just on um, our friend TK's podcast. Mm-hmm. You should check it out. It was you great. You guys should definitely check out that episode. It was. I feel like we talked about so much, just amazing stuff. Yeah. But one of the things uh, I think it was TK said, she was like, every all the small wins lead to your big win. Yeah. And I love that because instead of it's like, oh, I'm taking all these steps or oh, I have to do this, hoping eventually I'll get here. It's like no, like. Every single thing you do in life, like celebrate it and mm-hmm. see it as a win. And it all leads you towards whatever your big win is. Because yeah. it'll come. It just might It just might be different than like what you thought it was going to be. Yeah. So I think if you like get in that habit of being just encouraging to yourself and celebrating with yourself, mm-hmm. it's going to just change your outlook in general. A thousand percent. And I said this on my solo episode, but... Life is so mental for me personally, and I think it can, it is for a lot of people. And if you're like me, then doing something productive and actually doing it will make you feel confident that you can do the next thing. Yeah. And I'm not saying this is going to like, you're going to drink water and all of a sudden you're going to be at the magic um, size that you want your body to be or at the magic age where all your shit is together. I'm just saying you did it and you can be proud of yourself, mm-hmm. of yourself for doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what to tackle first? Okay. Um, I'm, I'll hit on binge eating just a little bit because I think, I think I've talked about it a lot on the podcast and then on my channel, but I, I did not know what binge eating was until the night I literally was Googling like what is wrong with me and then I found it. Um, and what I'll say, because just some stuff like, and I don't know what work you've done, but y- you said something about like, you've tried all these intense diets, you've tried eating healthy, you've tried all these things. What I learned from my personal experience, binge eating is completely 1000% a mental thing you have to figure out. It has nothing to do with diets or not being disciplined enough or not finding the right workout routine or absolutely nothing to do with that. And what my therapist helped me to understand was that my body chemically associated because when you eat food, you get a rush of endorphins. So it makes you feel happier. So when you're upset and you eat food and your body sends that, oh, wow, like whatever you just did helped me to feel a little better. Mm-hmm. It starts to make that connection to the point of anytime you're feeling upset, you begin to crave food in a way like I can't even 
unless you've experienced it, you'll never understand it. The the way you feel when you're about to have an episode is the most like you have no power <laughs> and it's you can try to do all these things, you can but once you're like in that space, it's really hard to get out. So and then you have the guilt cycle, which is what it sounds like you're carrying it into getting rid of food. But the guilt cycle comes from I'm so mad that I ate, so I'm upset at myself. I hate myself, which then causes more emotions that leads to another. It's just it's the most endless cycle, but it is so tied to your mental health. And so I think whatever whatever you do, you need to focus on that first. Mm -hmm. I stripped away any expectation of working out, eating healthy, anything like that when I decided to tackle this. And I went straight into therapy. I went straight into learning about it. I went straight into finding healthier ways to cope when I'm feeling down. Mm -hmm. And and that is why I am where I am. And now I'm like, I've built that foundation. So now I'm like excited to start eating healthier or cooking or working out just so that my body can feel healthy. It's not tied to anything else because because I attacked it so mentally, I also attacked my body dysmorphia. I attacked this feeling that I need to be skinny to be worth something. Mm -hmm. So there's so much that's tied into this jumbled mess. But I think when you feel like you need to lose weight, you go straight into these things hoping it'll help. Mm -hmm. And you don't focus on the actual problem that's there. Yeah. And the more cycles you go through of dieting, failing, okay, I'm doing keto. Yay, I lost some weight. Oh, my God, I just gained it back two times. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like the more cycles you do, the more you're just reinstilling more of those patterns in your brain. So you mm -hmm. got to strip everything down and get to the root of what's going on. Yeah. So therapy, therapy, you got to go and you got to get help for that. Yeah. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Taste the Mediterranean through March 19th at Whole Foods Market. Save on animal welfare certified bone-in beef short ribs sustainable wild-caught sockeye salmon, and more. Find sales on Parmigiano-Reggiano, charcuterie and ground lamb. Grab an olive boule bread from the bakery. Plus, wines from the Mediterranean start at just $8.99. Taste the Mediterranean now at Whole Foods Market. Must be 21 plus. Please drink responsibly. From a completely different perspective, but same topic. I remember in college, the last time I had a really bad, I was my senior year of college and I was about to graduate in like a couple months and I was at my wits end with stress and I was still, I was working out every day at seven and I was starving myself and it was a really bad situation that I was in. And I remember I was cramming for a test. Alicia was inside, always eating healthy because she's my like buddy that we always do that with. I went to McDonald's and I got breakfast sandwiches at like 10 p.m., ate them and sobbed crying because I didn't want them, but I ate them mm -hmm. and my stomach hurt <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> immediately after and like on to the next day. 
And I had a really weird moment of realizing like food is a drug also. And I think people forget about that. No, yeah. Your sugar, blood sugar levels spike so hard anytime you eat, even if it's an apple. Like it's just like that's just the natural reaction of eating food and your body loves it. And guess what? Your body gets energy from it. So it is important to recognize the power that food has, even if you're like, oh, it's just McDonald's or it's just like an ice cream or it's one of these or one of these. It's still going to give you like a high And something that I learned during that time was because I was so stressed and because I was trying to be a super skinny uh, Pinterest girl at the time for my YouTube channel, um, I, I realized I was following a ton of fad diets that didn't work with my body. Yeah. And the biggest thing I can recommend is to pay attention to what actually feels good to your body because everyone's body's different. Like I've tried, I think every single fad diet I can confidently say that um and nothing felt better than when I actually sat and realized oh I need carbs in the morning yeah my brain will not work I'll have a headache if I don't and I need a heavy amount of protein otherwise I don't have energy for the rest of the day and once I realized that and realized that that's what my body needed I stopped the fad diets and I just ate what felt good and I've never been happier yeah so Avoid the fad diets avoid the junk food and I think give yourself just do it for a week you'll be shocked how dramatically it affects you well too like the biggest thing about binge eating is the shame cycle and it it distorts your relationship with food Mm -hmm. to the point where like when you're out with people you order something healthier because you're so scared of the judgment that comes with ordering what you want to order Mm -hmm. and then when you're alone you're just like eating everything you can in like secret you know because it's this weird shame cycle that happens Mm -hmm. so even for me like mentally I had to learn how to like order what I wanted in front of people and not to mention when I was going through my binge eating I was living with two people that were very healthy so for me like it was so much harder because I really did feel very isolated in that when we would like order from restaurants and you guys would get your like chicken salads and then I'd just be like, oh, like I want, and it was an exercise I had to do to be like, no, I want a panini and a side of fries, please. And the first few times I did it, I'd have to like go in my room and be like, I'd be like shaking because I, that it's so intense what hold it has on you. Mm -hmm. But for me, like I had to get used to just eating what I wanted in front of people to like break that shame cycle. So it's, it's so much more than just, Oh, like I ate food and like whatever. And I think people on the outside look at binge eating specifically and they're just like, well, don't eat like, then just don't get it. Like they don't understand all of the different levels of what that entails And until you do and you've experienced it yourself, like now anytime anyone brings up binge eating, like my heart immediately breaks and I want to just go hold them and be like, let's talk about it. Like, yeah, it's an intense it's an intense eating disorder. Yeah. And it's interesting you say that you just discovered binge eating during this the past couple of years. The first time I discovered it was high school. And I felt like every girl, every girl in high school was starving themselves. Yeah. Or at least in my friend group. And um, binge eating was the was the inevitable reaction to starving yourself yeah. is eventually you go to a party and you turn around and there's a girl eating an entire bag of popcorn and like crying. And you're like, honey, what's going on? And I remember that happening to me and realizing, oh, I'm not the only one who does that. 
Yeah. And I think the reason I have grown so accustomed to my super healthy chicken salads and stuff is that's my that's my safety um and knowing like that's what I that's my order. Like yeah. that's my go-to order. And it it probably sounds weird like that's what I always order, but that's that was kind of my reaction to like okay, well, I'll have when I want to have a fun meal, I'm going to make it a whole thing. Yeah. And that was my I guess plan of attack to get away from the no and I mean you guys genuinely enjoy it I'm not I'm not trying to talk down on like that because right I was just clarifying that's part of like what you guys love to eat it it was more I always was used to comparing what I ate to like other people Mm -hmm. so like at that time it was hard for me to like step into that but yeah it's 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 a it's a big thing and I think you need to like definitely seek professional help for that the other thing is the whole, like, jealousy issue, and I feel like we can sum that up in, like, we've talked about it so many times. Like, you cannot compare yourself to other people and because it just doesn't work. <laughs> like, you can't – it physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, it doesn't make sense. I cannot compare myself to Ash. We have different upbringings. We have different – biologically, we're different. Mentally, we're different. Spiritually – you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's – for me to watch you and the track that your life is going doesn't make sense. Like, yeah, you might be more organized, but you also, like, your attention span might be different than mine. Your upbringing, your habits. Like, so it's it's impossible to compare yourself to other people. Mm-hmm. And with jealousy, we've talked about it before of separating. Oh, I'm very happy for them if you have that feeling stripping it apart and being like, okay, well, what is it that I'm desiring and what are ways I can implement tiny steps, kind of like what you were saying in the beginning? Like, Mm -hmm. what are little ways I can, like, work towards this goal if that's what I want? Yeah. So I think just be happy for your friend and present. And then the other emotions that come are normal. Like, Mm -hmm. when I see my friends dating these great guys or getting married or having kids, like, there are sometimes, like, I'm home by myself and I will cry because I'm sad because I want that. Mm -hmm. But I've learned how to strip the emotion of it's okay for me to be sad about those things. It's okay for me to desire those things. And it's okay for them to have those things. But it does not impact how happy I am for everyone. Right, yeah. And you'll be such a, a more joyful person if you learn how to separate that and genuinely, like, love watching people succeed in life but also being able to separate, dang, like I want that someday. And that's okay. 100%. Yeah. And it's okay to see their life and things in their life and make that a goal of yours. Yep. Like if you're like, oh, that looks nice, then let's let's sit down, make it a goal, and figure out what the first step is to you achieving that goal in your own way. Exactly. Because in your own way, those those words are very important. Yeah. But I'm telling you, start with the therapy. Start with the root of it. Um, my life has progressively gone uphill since I, I dealt with that. And I think that's because that I finally attacked a lot of mental, toxic mental, um, habits that I had had since childhood. Mm -hmm. Um, but once I attacked that and it was the roughest period of my life by far, um, once I attack that, like everything else has just gone uphill and I'm like the happiest I've ever been. So um, put effort and prioritize that. Like mm-hmm. you've, got, you've got to like get to the bottom of that and then you'll be surprised how much will change in your life. Yes. We love you, Anonymous. Keep telling everyone about us. <laughs> <laughs> 
Make us famous. We love that about you. Yeah. <laughs> okay, ready to get into mine? Yes, ma'am. Okay, let's do the damn thing. This one is titled, Love Triangle in My Mind, Stuck Between Two. I have lots of those going on currently. <laughs> oh, really? All with celebrities <laughs> who all want me. Obviously. If it's in your mind, you could do whatever I mean, you want. True, true. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, hey girls, I listen to you guys all the time and finally got the courage to tell you guys about this dilemma I've been having in my mind. I am 22 years old, by the way, and it's going to be a little bit like I have to give you guys a backstory. So here we go. Mm. So let's start of May 2021, where I matched with David, 26 years old. Wait, May 2020. So two years ago in May. Oh, yeah. It'll almost be. Yeah. Okay. 26 years old. David was and is so sweet and caring, and I wasn't expecting on meeting an amazing guy off of a dating app. He's emotionally available, always putting me first, and is an amazing conversationalist and amazing at communication, which is a big thing for me. We went on a couple dates and hung out with each other every time we have free time. He's always buying me flowers. He's a realist. He's just everything a female wants in a guy, and I will be honest. I did have other guys that I still kind of communicated with while we were talking. Like every <clears throat> <laughs> like every relationship when it's fresh, but I started distancing myself and getting rid of them. But there was this one time I went out with my friends and we were walking out of the club to my car and just stood in front of my car and was having some girl talk there for a bit. There was this blue Mustang right in front of us where two guys were walking up to the car to leave, and I found the driver to be so attractive. I love that he drives a blue Mustang. <laughs> yeah. That's, like, straight out of a movie. Like, if she was, like, and he was in a red Honda Civic. Like, yeah. he's so different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she writes, let's call him Sed, and Sed is 25. I don't know what was in me this night. It could have been the drinks, but I was very bold. I love those (laughs) nights. I was staring down the driver's side while they drove away, while my friends were telling me, you should have walked up to him. But something in me had a feeling they were going to turn around, and that gut feeling was right. Wow. Said turned around and rolled down the window while I walked over to the driver's side, and he said, you're so beautiful. I had to turn back around, and I had a feeling you were interested by the way you were looking at me. Uh, okay, wait. Wait, wait, wait. What the crap? Like, why are most, like, why aren't guys like that? I, well, okay. Here's the thing. And I feel like I've had, let's put a pin in this really quick. I feel like I've had multiple conversations with girls who are like, guys, don't do this. But are you actually giving them eye contact oh, and yes. giving the come hither look? Oh, yes. Yes. Like, there will be times where we'll, I'll be like, a guy will be staring at me from across the room and I'll give like a cute little smile Uh and then like I'll talk to my friends and I'll like look back. Like I'll keep like a bunch of like eye contact sessions Mm -hmm. enough to where it's like. But I I don't think hers was a cute little smile. I think it was a come here now kind of Well, I mean, she's staring at him. Exactly. But that's not like, even if a guy stares at you from far away or you walk by each other and like. Like there, if we walk by each other and a guy's like staring at me and smiling, like I'll be like, "Hey," yeah. but then they'll just be like, "Hi," and then they like don't actually, yeah, say anything. The only ones that come up to you and are like, "You're so beautiful, I want to take you home," are like the weird ones. <laughs> the weird, hey, baby girl, you so beautiful. 
You're the prettiest girl I've ever seen. No. Is that your boyfriend? No. I'm not trying to be disrespectful. Okay, we're done. Literally, we're this done. happened to me. <laughs> and they're always the scary ones. Taryn should write a book or her dating a life. I should. Um, so anyways, Sud says, you're beautiful. I had to turn around. I had a feeling you were interested by the way you were looking at Ugh, me. Wow. And she says, yes, I think you're cute and you should put your number in my phone. While I handed him my phone, LOL, he said he found that attractive while I was laughing. After that quick interaction, he texted me and said, please let me know when you get home. I want to make sure you're safe. And I definitely did. How cute. The next day we talked on the phone and and texted all day nonstop having great conversations. So he invited me over the next day and I said yes because I honestly felt comfortable too. So I went over to his place the next day and while I was on the way, he asked what my favorite color was and I said red. Right when I walked in his place, he was in the shower and there was a note on the counter with red roses and the note said, I'm sorry I'm in the shower right now, but I hope you like these beautiful roses. Which made my heart smile a little, lol. After he got out of the shower and got dressed, we talked and talked and talked and enjoyed each other's company to the point where we were finished, where we were literally finishing each other's sentences, which was kind of scary because I never experienced that before. It even freaked him out how much we were connected. We spent the whole day together and even cooked together. After we cooked, I went home and just was wowed about the day and thought about David, who I still liked and felt bad about. I'm not going to lie. I completely forgot about David. I think we all did. I think we all did. David who? <laughs> David oh, what? Oh, David. David is an amazing guy as well. We're always fooling around with each other, and I can truly, truly be myself around him, and I love that. But then one day, Sed started acting different. He started getting more distant after the week we spent together, after the first time I came over. Of course, I communicated that, which he understood. He also in his is in uh, school full-time and has a full-time job, but communication is big for me. A simple text yes. would have been fine. Anyways, one day I checked my request on Instagram, and I see a DM from this girl, and it says, Are you talking to slash dating said? Oh, no. Oh, no. There it is. Which made my heart drop because that's never a good thing when a girl DMs no. you about a guy that you're interested in. So long story short, this was his ex that he was still messing around with. And that day he started acting different was when they decided to make things work. Oof. Which hurt me because we had gotten intimate within that two week time frame. Well, mm. me and her uh, told each other everything and I honestly just left him alone. So after all that happened, David asked me to be his girlfriend. <laughs> Oh, forgot about David again. So we started dating, which was very good. And of course, I had to get rid of everyone in the past because I truly believe that in those first three months of, of a relationship, people um, that are in the past or lingering in the past just need to stay in the past, yeah, which completely agree. Well, fast forward, me and David have been dating for over a year now after all that. But of course, we had our issues when it's good. It's amazing. But when it's bad, it's really bad to the point where it's hard to talk about and sometimes mentally draining. One day he found old messages from 2020 with this guy that I used to talk to on my Finsta. LOL, remember Finstas? I never had one, did you? I never had one either. I was too stressed about I was like, I, I can't have something else. Yeah. I got to put Yeah. And he got mad that I still have them. And I honestly forgot all about that. And the argument went on for hours. And I felt like I was in an interrogation room. One yeah. thing he did uh, was he made me read the love letters I wrote and rip them up into pieces. 
and made me get on the floor while he interrogated me while he sat on the bed, which I noticed he likes when people feel low. And I think he likes the feeling of power, which red flag can be scary. He's never put his hands on me, but his words hurt more than anything. I love him so much. But there's a couple of other situations for another story, but we'll keep going. Well, (laughs) said randomly follows me again a month ago and has been communicating to me on stories and we interact here and there, but nothing so serious. I've recently been thinking a lot about what if with me and said, what if things got back together? What if we started talking? What if we started trying things out? But then I think of David. I think of where we live also now and I love him so much. And lately he's been saying he doesn't have the hurry to marry me as much as he used to anymore. And I dated to marry, to be very clear. Is it because all the things me and David went through that makes me think what ifs with said? Is it that me and said never really got to try and take things further that makes me think this way? I honestly am not sure on what to do and I need your girl's advice. I wish I can add more details, but it's getting very long. So thank you so much for getting this far. Okay. I don't mean to be blunt, Mm -hmm. but honestly, I don't think you should be with either of them. Uh, (laughs) Like what what love triangle, girl, you need to become a line and you need to bolt out of there. Like, I think the key thing, this is, I love when Taryn and I are on the same freaking page because not always. (laughs) uh, One thing that you said in your own words is that you were dating to marry. Yep. And I think we should just sit there and soak in that for a second because if you're dating to marry and David has told you that he's no longer in a essentially rush. he's saying he's no longer wanting to get married right away, that should be a huge red flag to you. If that's your number one goal. And then let's go ahead and take a look at said really quick. He has given nothing Nothing that says long-term healthy relationship leading to marriage. No. So I hate to put it bluntly, but I think Taryn agrees with me on this. Neither of them were for you. No. Said was a fun fling. He loved bombed you. He loved bombed you. Fun fling. I feel like he love bombed you, and then he starts dating. If he, if he, if they decided to get back together in the two weeks time that you guys were talking. He, that didn't just happen one day. Like, yeah, well, they I don't had even been think he love bombed. He didn't say I love you. He's no, he's I'm, just a hookup no, guy. Love bomb doesn't mean like love, like like flowers and this, and I'm gonna make you feel like you're everything in the world to me. Like that, like can be love bombing too. Of just like where you come in and you're like, oh my gosh, and he's cooking for me, and he's this, and he's this, like just giving you all this attention and everything you want fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like a lot of times guys do that because, like, they want to get into marriage. Trying to get to something. Want, yeah. yeah. That's so typical douchebag. He, like, he was dating someone. Like, it's not like he was going to eventually tell you. Like, the girl had to tell you. So, for me, I don't feel like that's a good option. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this other guy, like, I'm sorry, but my, my like, red flag alert was, like, ding, 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 ding the whole time. Yeah, power trips. The fact that he made you not only read him all your love letters but then rip him up that sounds like very toxic behavior like like yeah the beginning of a very scary story yeah there's so much that you can break down about that specific act that's weird Mm -hmm. um I get like sometimes him being like I want to read these but the fact that 
it's a very like weird dynamic that he made you stand there, read it to him, and then physically rip it up. Like he could have been like, hey, I'd appreciate if you get rid of them. But like him physically making you rip it up in front of him. It's very domineering. Oh, it's scary. And it's very scary. And then the fact that you had to clarify, well, he hasn't put his hands on me. Mm-mm. What? <laughs> like It's so common uh, for us to want to defend people when we know that it's bad. But also if you have to say that sentence like, oh, well, he doesn't beat me. Yeah. Like. What? Oh, well, he's a good guy. Mm. No. So if he's starting to pull away and not wanting your future goals, he's starting to show these behaviors. I don't feel like that's a relationship you should put. And you're 22. No. Yeah. That's a lot of red flags to see at that young in the beginning of a relationship. Yeah. So I feel like, obviously, talk to the people around you that know all the details, but that's a little scary to me. Oh, it's a hundred. It's a, that's a little scary. 100% scary. I, uh, to be clear, I think a lot of people have a lot of things in their life from from old past relationships. Like I, I was dating, this was a long time ago. Um, I was dating this guy. We had been dating for over a year. And he was helping me reboot my computer with something. I got a brand new laptop and he found found old photos of me and my ex together. He was distraught and upset with me and was crying and was like, I can't believe you held on to them. And I was like, that's my life. And, you know, I'm not talking to him anymore. And I'm allowed to have old photos of old memories like you're allowed to have prom photos of you and your ex and yeah. from high school. Like if if it's clearly the past, you're still allowed to have little photos. And like deleting your chat and, and asking you to delete your chat is something I think only your husband can ask. And in a yeah. polite way. Like it's like, hey, listen, I know, I know that you guys had good times together, but it would make me feel really comfortable more comfortable if you just got rid of those. I would totally understand yeah. that. And I'd be like, listen, you're my husband. I'll do that. No problem. Like, but there's a way to ask for it. Um, I, so I'm, what I'm trying to say and what I'm rambling at is it's normal to have past relationship yeah. stuff on your phone, um, on your laptops, photos, stuff like that. I think the only person that can demand that you take them down is your par- life partner. And it should never and it feel shouldn't be like a demand. A demand. It should yeah. be a mutual respect. Like, oh, I see that you're upset by this and yeah. I care about you, so yeah. I'll do that. But yeah. I think like the act of of you tearing it up, I think, in all honesty, I think was God giving you a glimpse into what your marriage was about to look like if you were to marry him. And I think it's important that you look at that that way because you're about to dodge a bullet. You should just jump, dump both of them. And it's funny because like I personally, I mean, I've only been through one big breakup and it was in my like 20s. Um But I personally was like, I need to gut and get rid of everything that had to do with him. Mm -hmm. And I found a box the other day that actually had a stack of pictures of me and my ex. I was so, I literally was like, I'm so sad that I got rid of everything. Because like looking through those and Mm -hmm. seeing like baby Taryn, who was just like happy and love and like the fun like little memories. It wasn't where I was like staring and longing for him. It was like. Oh, my God. Like, these were good memories, you know? It's not love. It's nostalgic. Yeah. And so I just think that's very intense. It is extremely intense. And I think to say it's anything less is is underplaying what a chokehold he has on you. That's scary. Um, So I agree with Taryn. Obviously, tell people who know both sides of the story, who maybe know him. 
Um, we only know your perspective of it, but I'm it doesn't look up good. On that. It doesn't look good. And I think also, this is the time to get rid of both. Focus on you. You're yeah. so young. He made you sit on the floor. What does that mean? He made you he sit on the, the floor. He took the higher ground. Like that he means wouldn't he let has, you sit next to him on the bed? That means he gets off. No, I think he wanted to look down on her. Yeah, but the the how what I want to know what him making her sit on the floor looked like. Like if she just felt that way or if he was literally like, "No, you sit there. I'm sitting here." I would be curious. I'm yeah. scared of this guy. Like if he if he told you to sit on the floor or like, "Don't sit by me." Then don't just break up with him. Run. Run. <laughs> Run, run, block him, get all your things. Girl, you're so young. I wish I would have stayed single in my 20s and like just explored and like done all this stuff. But that's a that's a lot of cards to show that are a little bit scary at that soon and that young. So I when people tell you who you are, who they are, you should listen. Yeah. And I think he's being very clear at who she is or who he is. Uh, Thank you so much for writing in. Uh, giving us a lot of insight on flags to look for in, in guys. Um, and I know you'll make the best decision. Yeah. Yeah, we Whew. support you. <laughs> Sorry yeah. for being so aggressive, but we just love you and we but want what's best for you. that's also why you wrote in. So yeah. we don't apologize for our opinions. That's true. But, you know, it's still your decision. Zero <laughs> <laughs> uh, pressure. But uh, run. <laughs> wow. Well, we love you guys so much. Mm-hmm. Um, make sure that you... Oh. Actually, Make sure that you you ditch those guys. Actually, ditch Ash, the red flags. You, I was gonna try. I was so excited to try to give like the ending spiel, but you do it while I get my dad joke ready, please. Oh, we, well, we got to do the dad joke first. Okay, Ash, I feel like we've been doing this so long. I, I don't know if I've said these before, but I'm just gonna yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Okay. What did the rope say when it got tangled? Um, oh, knots. Ash. Is that right? It's, oh, no, not again. Ugh, well, close. But I mean, you know, I mean, you know, you're close. Oh, I was going to read another <laughs> one. Can I read another one? Yeah. What made the newspaper? Oh, I've already said this one. <laughs> it's okay. We're done. We got one. guys you already know the drill if you made it to the dad joke we love you the mostest be sure to follow us on all the socials we have a ua instagram we also have our own personal instagrams we also both have our own personal youtube channels follow us on all the things yes we also have tiktoks and we have a youtube ua tiktok we have our own personal tiktoks we have everything so stop what you're doing follow us there and we can continue the conversations there yes amen to that um we love you guys so much be nice to the people in your life check in on your friends and dump the red flags go to therapy yes and amen bye yes and amen bye Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.